the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Hello, it is the Nick D Podcast. I'm Nick DeGilio. I'm your host. We are on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, the best podcast network in the world. Tons of really great and varied and entertaining and informative and really funny podcasts here at the world of Radio Misfits. We also have a live streaming service that's free and it's 24-7. It's like a radio station, only a lot cooler. And it features incredible unsigned bands from the Unheard Music Show. You can hear that. And in between all that great music, you got amazing episodes of all the podcasts that are available here on the network, including mine. You can hear this podcast daily at 3 p.m. Central. And you can hear my other podcast, which is all about Saturday Night Live, by the way. The best Saturday Night Live podcast in the world. If you're not subscribing and you're a Saturday Night Live fan, there's something wrong with you. Subscribe right now. And that's That Show Hasn't Been Funny in Years, an SNL podcast. That is broadcast daily at 9 a.m. Central as part of the 24-hour live going and streaming service that is RadioMisfits.live. Check it out. Support everything at Radio Misfits, an unbelievable place to, to work and be a part of. Unbelievably proud to be a part of this network. If you want to be a sponsor on this podcast, we want you to do that. You want to do that. If you have a business or a product that you want to advertise, lots of people listen to this podcast, so it would be good for you. So be a sponsor right now. Advertise with the Nick D Podcast. Contact us. Say, I want to advertise. Sales at RadioMisfits.com. Sales at RadioMisfits.com. In general, you want to be a part of this podcast, the Nick D Podcast. Leave a voicemail, 24-hour. We have a voicemail system that's open, ready to go to take your calls, to take your questions and your messages and your contributions. Whatever you want to say, any time of day or night, Call us. Leave those voicemails, 773-417-6948. You can also email us with your thoughts and questions and, con- and, and contributions. Email us, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. Jason Skaggs does all the music and the themes and the songs and the weirdness, and he's awesome. And Ed Silla is the main man who does everything else and puts it all together. Please take the time to rate and review our podcasts on every single platform and share all this stuff. Let other people know about how great the Nick D Podcast is and how much fun it is. And speaking of fun, coming up, Eric Childress and Steve Procopi, they join me every other week. A uh, big part of this podcast is reviewing movies and talking about entertainment, and we love to do that. And uh, Eric and uh, Steve have been my compadres for many, many, many years, and we're going to give you the lowdown on the new movies that you can see uh, for the holiday weekend. Uh, it is the day after uh, Thanksgiving. I hope everybody had a lovely Thanksgiving and wonderful time with your family and friends. And if the politics and the religion got heated at the table, I hope there was a lot of booze for you to get loaded on. Uh, so anyway, uh, you know, uh, uh, during the holiday season, especially on the back end of the year, you get loaded down with a lot of movies. Um, it's the busiest time of year for me and Steve and Eric as film critics and members of the Chicago Film Critics Association because our award ceremony is only a couple of weeks away, and uh, we have to see every single movie 
that has come out for 2023. And uh, as a result, we're watching screeners, we're going to the screenings, we're seeing a lot of movies, loading up on movies. I mean, for the past few weeks, I've seen five to six movies a week, and I'm not kidding, just so that we can get to the deadline and review every single movie that came out in 2023 and make our lists of the best and worst movies of the year, which is coming up in just a few weeks. So uh, Eric and Steve will be joining me to have another round of great movie reviews because they are awesome. So we're going to tell you about some of the new movies for Thanksgiving weekend. And my good friend Esmeralda Leon is going to join me, as she always does. She rules. We are going to talk about some dumb things that people do and some dumb warning signs that products have. Uh, as well as talking a little bit about um, uh, Thanksgiving and the start of the holiday Christmas season. So that and much, much more. We encourage you, again, to call us anytime you want with a voicemail at 773-417-6948 or an email, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. That's what's coming up on the program. Oh, look who's here. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. I know you do, baby. Yes, she does. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, yeah. and I love Nick's show. Hangs out on my back porch 24-7 and... Uh, I'm telling you, it rules. So that's what's coming up on this episode of the Nick D Podcast. Hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. We're heading towards, uh, towards Christmas now and towards uh, the new year. Uh, and, and, uh, and, and, and I hope it's bright for everybody. So movies are one of the things that people do during the holidays, and we're going to tell you all about them. Eric, Steve, they're going to join me right after I tell you about an incredible book. You know what you should be doing? You should be reading books or listening to the audio of some books. And this is the one to check out right now. Hey there. Are you tired of that same old, the same old stories? Well, buckle up because Brian Alaspa's Devoured. Yeah, that's right. Brian Alaspa's Devoured is about to take you on a wild ride. St. Louis is teetering on the edge with riots, unrest, and the mayor's downright stubborn insistence that the 4th of July must go on. But don't tell that to public safety manager Logan Field. He's got problems bigger than the most overcooked barbecue. With a deadly attack, a missing boy, and mysterious events that make your Aunt Sally's ghost stories look like a fairy tale, something sinister is brewing in the city. Logan's at his wit's end. The only help he can find is a struggling hunter and a professor who's a whiz with ancient evils. It sounds like the start of a bad joke, right? But there's nothing funny about what's awakening in St. Louis. So join the race against time as this unlikely trio faces down an evil as old as time itself. Think your commute's tough? Try saving a city from being, you guessed it, devoured. Brian Alaspa's Devoured will have you laughing and gasping and frantically flipping pages. So grab some popcorn, turn down those lights, and dive into a world where saving the city just might be the craziest 4th of July ever, and trust us, it's more exciting than a sparkler, and the only thing that might get burned is the midnight oil as you read till dawn. Brian Alaspa's Devoured. Thrilling, chilling, and the perfect way to spice up your summer. It's available now in paperback. For Kindle, exclusively through Amazon.com, Brian Alaspa's Devoured. Congratulations. You're about to listen to the Nick D Podcast. It's by far the best decision you've made today. It makes the other podcasts seem like crap. Oh yeah, don't be a jackal. Of course, that theme means uh, it's time to talk movies. We like to talk about movies and review movies. Uh, 
been doing it a long time with these guys, uh, members of the Chicago Film Critics Association, and uh, friends of mine and great film critics. Uh, Eric Children, Steve Procopi join me to review movies every other week. I love to review them and uh, and tell you all about what's uh, what's out there to see. So it's Eric Childress, Steve Procopi. Let's say hello to Eric Childress. Hello, Eric. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. Good. Just okay. All right. All yeah. Right. Well, all right. Uh, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving because it's the day after. <laughs> yes, I ate uh, turkey. I'm, yeah. I'm so sleepy. It's I'm yeah. tired and we're all stuffed. I watched football. <laughs> yeah, football was good and that team that won was exciting. Amazing finish. Yeah, it was unbelievable. <laughs> Uh, so Eric uh, Childress and uh, Steve Procopi. Hello, Steve. Hello. How are you on this Friday after Thanksgiving? Not the Tuesday before. Just you know, <laughs> several days older than right now. I mean, uh, wait, no, that's yeah, not right. That's not right. All right. <laughs> well, we're here. Yeah. Eric, tell everybody about where they can read and see your stuff <laughs> and your movie-related uh, things. Of course. Uh, well, at uh, the Now Playing Network, I have a pair of podcasts. One of them, the Movie Madness podcast, where. Uh, like here, we review movies. Steve Prokopi and I review movies there, and Peter Zabinski and I talk about the latest in Blu-rays. And then I also have another podcast called The Friendship Dilemma that I co-host with Morgan Geyer, where we talk about various male and female friendships in the movies. And we have a new episode coming out this week on Beautiful Girls. Ah, well, yeah. that'll be an interesting one. That'll be oh, it's it's one. dark. Is it? It's, it's a little dark. It's is it really? Um, it's, yeah, because of the Natalie Portman stuff. Yeah, I I don't think I did a good job. I'll just say that. Wow, <laughs> what does that mean? Um, I just I I, I didn't job? live up to to, to <laughs> debate. Well, I don't think I I don't oh. I, I'm disappointed in myself. Uh, what's there? <laughs> I'll just say is that. there was there something to debate about? Well, this? I mean, the idea of whether or not a Timothy Hutton is a creepy perv or not. Well, I don't think he is. That's just me. Well, um, that, but, yeah. that's that's me too. But you yeah. know, apparently thinking is doing sometimes. So, oh, there was there was a discussion. All right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I, I judging upon what you're saying, I completely disagree with Morgan. But that's not a shocker. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, you so might. Uh, it's a good discussion. I'm it's, sure it will be. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure it is. Mm-hmm. But I love that fucking movie, and one of my favorite things in that movie is the relationship between Natalie yeah. Portman and Timothy mm-hmm. Hutton. I think it's great. So anyway, it's yeah. one of my favorite movies. All right. Well, that'll be fun to listen to, and I'll yell at the. I'll yell at my device. <laughs> That's a euphemism, yeah. by the way, for something else. Of course, we won't get into yeah. that. Yelling at my device. All right. Uh, so there's where you can hear and read and all that kind of stuff with Eric, Steve. Procopi, tell everybody where they can read and hear and all you all your stuff. Yeah, in a, in addition to the movie Madness podcast with Eric, uh, and I have nothing to do with that discussion, by the way, of beautiful yeah. girls. <laughs> with yeah. it, uh, I want to stay away from that. Uh, <laughs> but then also, you can read my reviews and interviews uh, at thirdcoastreview.com and uh, and frequently find me at the Music Box Theater where I'm the PR manager. That's right, and uh, the Music Box Theater. Uh, busy during the holidays with all kinds of mm-hmm. holiday programming. You got your sounds of musics, and you've got your th- "This Is a Wonderful Life"s and your uh, <laughs> and your white, white Christmas, Christmas, white Christmases, and all that stuff. So, yeah. Uh, so uh, it's always a festive time to hang out at the music box during the holidays. So uh, mm-hmm. there you go. All right. So that's where you can read and see and uh, see all the stuff that these guys do. But every other week, Eric and uh, Steve are kind enough to join me. Uh, to review some new movies and uh it's a very it's a, it's there's not a whole lot to review this week and especially because like 
Uh, Steve, you were at a concert when they screened Wish, correct? Or something uh, along No, 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 no. It was something. It was just, it, no, no. It was like family-oriented stuff. Okay. So, All right. yeah, no, and, no. It was Eric, you didn't make engaged. that. You didn't make the screen. Yeah. I did not make the screening, no. Okay. And so I'm going to handle Wish, which is the new Disney movie, all on my own. I'm so fucking thrilled about this. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but before we get to that, we've got the other one we're going to talk about is a film called Saltburn. Um, and then the other one is the new epic from director Ridley Scott, uh, reuniting with Joaquin Phoenix after. Is it? They haven't made a movie together since Gladiator, right? Is that the. I don't the think one? so. I think, yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. they haven't made a movie together in like 20 something years. And mm-hmm. that is the biopic, the biopic of Napoleon, and we will talk about that. So those are the movies that we will touch upon uh, for your Thanksgiving weekend. Not a not a really not a whole lot of stuff here for the Thanksgiving <laughs> for the Thanksgiving no. weekend in 2023. No, it's um, weak. so it is pretty weak. But let's talk a little box office, um, uh, Eric, catching up on sure. what people are going to see and what people are expected to see over the course mm-hmm. of the holidays. Um, how well I haven't really checked out the numbers. How well did the uh, Eli Roth movie do? Uh, well, it beat the Marvels in its second week, oh, uh, which is uh, something that I thought could happen. And yeah. I mean, Marvels took one of the all-time drops for a film in that wide of a release of yeah. all time. Yeah. Uh, and so Thanksgiving, I mean, it wasn't like a resounding victory. It was just by a few hundred thousand. But that's if, still if something that. when but an Eli Roth movie beats a Marvel movie. That's still something. And it's just the second week, yeah, too. No, I mean, it, it did a little over 10 million Thanksgiving. So, yeah. uh, but I mean, it's not great. You know, horror movies around the holidays don't particularly do well. Yeah. Original horror movies have not been doing as well as the franchise ones, with the exception of like Smile last year. And, you know, but it cost $15 million, so yeah, it's an, not going to take a lot to make yeah. its money back. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, in the, in that regard, then, like, in, in budget and in genre, it's a, it's a mm-hmm. hit. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah, fine. It's, yeah. Fine. Yeah, okay. No All one's right. doing cartwheels, but they'll, they're, yeah. you know, they're not really going to lose much, if anything. Right. Okay. I just find it really, I just was wondering how, how well it did and that it was number one. Is this the first time an Eli Roth movie has been number one at the box office? First oh, time? it wasn't number one. Oh, Hunger Games. Yeah. Oh, shit. I forgot about the Hunger Games. Yeah, I forgot about the Hunger Games. Hunger Games and Trolls beat it. Oh, uh, that's right. All those two movies did open last week, didn't they? I forgot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I completely (laughs) forgot about those movies. Okay. Yes, of course Thanksgiving wasn't number one. Okay. No. So so that would would keep the the streak of Eli Roth movies not opening at number one ever. That is correct. Um, I would think. Because the house, the only one that would be close... Would be like the house with the clock in its stomach or whatever the fuck it's called. The house with the house clock, with the clock in the walls. Did Hostel not open at number one? It had a pretty did decent it? opening. I mean, I it know it had did a well. pretty decent opening. Oh, okay. Um, right. I mean, it was like, wasn't that like a January release? And yeah, it was early. I, I know it was, it was cold out, I think. when it, I, know I, it I feel cold. like it. Um, yeah, I was actually going to say actually, I it, thought one of the Hostel movies broke. It did. It one, opened yeah. number one. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the first week of January in 2006, it was number one with $19.5 million. Look at that. Wow, $19 yeah. million dollars on its opening weekend. Holy crap. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. By the way, the, the clock with the... $47 million. The, the clock with the, the, in its stomach, the reason why I thought about that was because that's a, yeah. th- that's a reference. That's a, I don't know what it's, it's subconsciously. That's a moment from the Honeymooners. It's a, it's a gift that Ralph buys for someone. It's a, it has, it's a horse with a clock in its stomach. That's <laughs> it's a honeymooners thing, and that subconsciously just came out of my mouth because I've yeah. seen the honeymooners episode nineteen thousand times. But anyway, uh, Wait, Nick, did you did you see did you see the Hunger Games and or Trolls? Uh, I saw the Hunger Games. 
Oh, you did. And, okay. uh, and I liked the Hunger Games. I thought it was good. I, uh, I did too. Yeah. I, yeah. Same. I, I thought it was. I thought it was really actually really good. Um. Um. And I've discovered. I. I don't know why. Like every time I hear, oh, there's a new Hunger Games movie coming out, I was always like, yeah, I don't give a shit. And then I look back and I like, you know what? I kind of liked all of them. Yeah, <laughs> like, me too. I, I, mm-hmm. So what am I bit? Because like when I heard this one was coming, I'm like, oh, who gives a shit? And then I forgot. You know, I was like, oh, I like the other ones. <laughs> And then I went to see this one. I was like, "God damn, this is good. <laughs> this is a good movie." So yeah, no, that was that's a good. It's a good. It's long, but you know what? It's fine. It didn't feel, mm-hmm. you know, like other movies that are out that are that have been long this year. Some of them right. feel really long. We'll talk about one, one this week. Uh, one this week. Uh, but no, yeah, Hunger Games is good. Um, yeah, so uh, there you go. All right. Uh, what's expected to be the for for the you know the rest? We've only got about a month's worth of movies coming out here. Yeah. What are we well, looking I mean, this, at, like, money-wise? What's going to be the big ones, you think? Well, it's funny, though. Like, the, I mean, this week, Wish is expected to be number one big Disney cartoon over the holidays. Sure. That's yeah, that's not big. It's going to be a big surprise. But I don't think it's not going to – I mean, it's going to do probably in, like, the 50s this week, which is okay for yeah. Thanksgiving week. Uh, so we'll see exactly – I mean, there's not really a lot of ho- family stuff this holiday until, like, Wonka comes right. out right so you know and i'm i'm curious i'm really curious to see how wonka does because like the early tracking suggesting that it might be have like a soft opening then maybe it might translate into yeah. something that people discover and turns into a hit but i've been uh. saying since like september since the taylor swift movie got uh announced that no film i didn't think was going to beat taylor swift's grosses the rest of the year mm-hmm. and that's kind of still holding because i i, I will tell you this. do it yeah. yeah no i will tell you this of the of the uh I, I, and I, you know, well, Steve and I saw, um, we can't talk about it, but we, we saw mm-hmm. Wonka we saw Wonka. Um, and, um, I, not, this is no reflection on how I felt about the movie, but I don't think it's going to be a big hit. I don't think it's going to be. Huge. Okay. Uh, but it had, and, and, and by the way, it has absolutely no reflection on how I feel about that movie, uh, because I really liked it a lot. But anyway, um, so, but I don't see it like, you know, well, how would you say Steve? I mean, like it'll do okay, I would guess. Cause I don't see like people seeing it and then going, Oh, we got to tell everybody to rush out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know how it's going to do with younger audiences. Exactly. I, I mean, I, that's, exactly. that's kind of, and I, I think it's going to be maybe a little, might be a little too dark, but it's it also not, yeah. it's also, but parts of it aren't. And like, it's, it's a weird mix that, yeah. I mean, I know, you know, I was certainly willing to assume that it was going to be pretty good because of the Paddington connection, but it's sure. not like Paddington. <laughs> it's not like that. Um, it's interesting yeah, I, because I, it is it is very – and one of the things that I really liked about it, and, and uh, we're not allowed to review it, but one of the things I really liked about it is just how true it is to Roald Dahl's sensibility. And his sensibility is crazy and weird and dark. Uh-huh. Uh, and there's a lot of that <laughs> in Walker. There's a lot of like – and I think people are going to – I'll tell you one thing that's going to happen. And, Steve, you know, you, I don't know if you're going to agree with me on this. And, Eric, uh-huh. you make a note of this. The okay. – uh, the, uh, uh, there are going to be a lot of complaints about uh, uh, Keegan Michael Key's character and the jokes at his <laughs> at his expense. I'm telling yeah. you right now, just prepare. You, you, you do you agree with me on that, Steve? Yeah, probably. Yeah, there's going to be people <laughs> bitching and moaning. I'm telling you right now, there's going to be uh, when this movie opens up or as it gets closer and more people see it, and when it opens up, I'm telling you the recurring the the the, the jokes which are very very Roll Doll esque. Very Roald Dahl-esque and go back to his sensibility about what happens to Keegan-Michael Key's character in this. There's going to be a lot of people bitching and moaning about it. I guarantee. And people aren't going to be able to guess what we're talking about either. But, <laughs> they, but, but it's, yeah, 
<laughs> yeah. It's not. So it's, it's yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I laughed. I'm not gonna lie. I thought they were. I thought every one of those jokes was funny. <laughs> and but mm-hmm. I'm a big Roll Doll fan, you know. Uh, so I'll be interested to see how this movie does. I just don't see it being box office bonanza at all. Yeah, what I mean, about, it opens uh, on the Eric? fifth. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll wait no, I was done. just gonna say. No, I was just gonna say it opens on the fifteenth, and then there's some big stuff opening on right before Christmas, like Aquaman and Mike Grecian animated film. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think Aquaman's gonna tank. No pun intended. Hello. Um, wait, yeah, hold on, I, I hold just, on. I, I can help. I can actually do this. Yeah. There you go. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I mean, because I think that everyone's in this limbo thing now with the comic book films. I mean, the DC yeah, man. that era is over, so everyone's just kind of waiting for the James Gunn stuff. We saw that happen with the Flash. Absolutely. Uh, obviously, Black Adam last year and whatnot. So everyone's just kind of like, why do I need to see this? Plus, this thing's been delayed and delayed, and the, the reshoots, and there have been all kinds of problems with it, and yeah. they just released the trailer not long ago, and yeah. so I, I don't think and, Aquaman's and, gonna do And his his, his appearance on SNL didn't help, I can tell you that. Well, <laughs> not those sketches that I saw. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what um, I'm saying. That's yeah. I don't, I'm think saying. It's gonna, I don't think it's gonna hurt it either, but yeah, yeah well, I don't think it's gonna <laughs> help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, we'll be interesting to see what that one does. What, what was the other one that you said? Aquaman, and what else was the, the other? Migration, the Illumination, the animated oh, uh, right. bird movie thing, uh, which will, we'll, again, families will draw an audience, but it'll probably take audiences away from Wonka yeah. as well. Yeah. You know, well, they they, the audiences didn't they see just, the Paddington movies either, so, you know. Yeah, they, they just announced a uh, Minions short before Migration, so that is probably going to oh, make it. Oh, that's going to make it. 300 different. million, here it comes. I, I will say I will I will say it's interesting to have seen um, Wonka, um, which is it, there's not a ton of musical numbers in it, but it's a musical. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it, it was really interesting to see it just a couple of days after seeing the color purple, and that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm really that's all. really fascinated by the, the, the studios that they they're putting out these musicals. They're making them. They clearly making them for a reason because there is an audience for them. And, and that's then the they same advertise studio. Them. Are, Aren't they? Yeah, that the same right. Studio, Wonka and, and Warner uh, Brothers. Yeah, my yeah. god, oh my god, man. And yeah. both of them, like even Color Purple, when you watch that trailer, you don't really get the sense that it's a musical. And oh, now the Mean Girls movie is coming out in yeah, January, yeah, yeah, and yeah, there's yeah. no song stuff in there's that no songs, trailer either. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you know. Well, Wonka's a musical. I mean, there's I think there are seven music numbers in it. Um, oh no, it's full fledged musical. Yeah, 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 no, it is. But I mean, they, it's just, yeah, no, it's a musical. Um, and but it was really one of the songs is a new song. So yeah, yeah. every everything except the end. Yeah, everything except oh, wow. uh, 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 what the hell is the, the uh, uh, world of, the, world of it, imagination? Sure. World of imagination yeah. is the only one. Sure. There. Uh, but yeah, so everything else is all new. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how that goes. But it was, I, I will say this: it was interesting to because the last movie I saw before I saw Wonka was The Color Purple. <laughs> so, if any movie, kind of, if any movie needed to be a musical, it's that one. Oh yeah, that's exactly what Alice Walker had in mind yeah. when, she, when mm-hmm. she wrote the book. Okay, all right. Well, so anyway, that's some of the box office stuff that you could look forward to seeing. It'll be interesting to see what Aquaman does. I'm, I'm with you guys because I think it's going to tank. I think it's also, I, yeah, I think it's going to tank. And 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 I think I don't know. I didn't. I, I thought maybe it wouldn't do very well. But after the Marvels has done what it's done, I'm like, well, yeah. Even if the Marvels can't, yeah you know, make the kind of money that you would expect. I can't imagine Aquaman doing, you know, better than, or worse than, better than that. So, I mean, it'll probably do better than the Marvels did, but... Uh, it'll do better than the Marvels. Um, I, I, I'd i be surprised if it did over 150. Man, oh man. 
That's but I also think it costs a lot more than the yeah, Marvels too. Yeah. Oh, it did. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah the, the Marvel, they both had big a lot of reshoots and stuff, and that yeah. added to those costs. Wow. So they're both kind of screwed. Okay, well, it's interesting to see what's going on um, yeah. at the box office. And by the way, if people want to read your box office stuff. Uh, do you still do the TV thing, uh, Eric? Yeah. No, I do the television thing. Bus- business First AM. It's every Thursday morning. Uh, I'm, I'm on that show. Uh, okay. I think it's on TLN now. Okay. And uh, you can find those clips on YouTube. And then the Rotten Tomatoes right now, I'm doing the, the box office column comes out on Sunday afternoons. Okay. So, so if you're interested, you're interested down. if you're interested in the business side, the numbers side, and uh, finding out what's going on in the movie business per se, in terms of box office and stuff like that, follow Eric. Watch the watch the show on YouTube and then and follow him on uh, Rotten Tomatoes and you'll get the whole angle on that. So I wanted to mention some of that first. So, all right. Uh, let me tell everybody about Wish. Please. Now, I wasn't really aware, you know, I knew that this thing was coming out, but I wasn't really aware until I started to read about it and, and, and talk to some people about it, that this was supposed to be the movie that kind of represents a celebration of the centennial of Disney, like the mm-hmm. all-encompassing this is the movie that they're releasing to celebrate 100 years of Disney animation or 100 years of Disney or whatever. Um, and I just find that I was like, what? Like, this is the movie that they <laughs> this is this is seriously the movie that they chose to celebrate the entire centennial of uh, of Disney. And I just found that weird. I don't know why. But I guess that's the way they're sort of pushing it. Um, there's nothing special about this movie at all. Um, it is about, uh, it, it takes place in, uh, of this, this kingdom called Rosa's. Um, and it's about a young girl who's voiced by, um, uh, Adriana DeBose. Um, and they, they live in this kingdom that's run by a guy named Magnifico, who is voiced by Chris Pine. And he has this, uh, power to take people's wishes and make them come true. Um, and he's, and on your 18th birthday, there's a big ceremony in this, in this kingdom and everybody goes up and waits in line when they turn 18 and they go up and they make a wish to Magnifico and he holds on to their wish. And at some point in their life, he will grant that wish. So inside his castle, there's a special magical room where all of these wishes that are now like in very, they're floating in ball. There are balls that are floating with the wishes inside them. You can kind of see them inside like what that wish is being acted out inside. And they float in the ceiling um, in this room, and it's up to Magnifico to choose a wish that he will grant to someone. And some of the wishes have been in there for a little while. Some of them have been there for long, long, many, many, many years. Um, and it, it, and then he turns out, you know, at first you don't think he's a villain, then he turns out to be a bad guy, and he's, uh, you know, he's basically a dictator, and he was holding on to these wishes and not granting them. And the movie is about how they want to take these wishes back from this tyrant played by, uh, or uh, this tyrant voiced by Chris Pine. And uh, the main character uh, teams up with her, you know, like a couple of animal friends and a couple of other people, and also a star that shows up because she wants to make a wish. And so a star, an animated star representing wishes, shows up to help them get those wishes back and get distributed to the people who are being um, um, oppressed by this guy who's holding on to their wishes. That's the idea. Uh, so that's the basic plot. Now, it's from the director of Frozen, the co-director of Frozen, um, and, um, and it's, uh, the, the songs are written, uh, by, I think by one of the people who wrote some, uh, one of the people that wrote a, so- a song for Frozen. And then there's a, a, a couple of pop stars who wrote a couple of songs for this thing. Um, and the idea is that with each song, it seemed to me that they were trying to combine the elements 
of classic Disney with newfangled pop music. So there are songs that sound completely inappropriate because they sound like they should be sung by pop stars in 2023 and not like what they're shooting for in terms of the tone or style, which is of the classic old animated uh, Disney. Uh, the animation is less than stellar. In fact, it's really by the numbers. It's very, there's no flourishes. There's nothing expressive about it. It is as poorly animated a movie as Disney's released in terms of complete computer by the numbers, no imagination at all. Uh, the characters have been done a million times before. They're all one note. The jokes fall flat. The, the, the you know, the, the obvious story is, um, you know, a variation on a million movies that Disney has done before. But I guess that's the point now that I understand that it's supposed to be some tribute to 100 Years of Disney. Um, but and the songs are un- unmemorable and the story is completely uh, recycled. The voice work isn't all that great. Chris Pine is OK as the villain. He has some moments. Uh, and Adriana DeBose, obviously, when she sings, it's always glorious because she's got such a great voice. But the songs are terrible. They're unmemorable. Some of them are annoying. Um, and the story is as basic and as unexciting and as recycled and lazy as you can possibly imagine. And ultimately, I sat there the entire running time of this movie thinking, and, you know, look, I'm cynical, I guess. Uh, I guess. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no. Not not me. <laughs> um, so, uh, cynical Nick was kind of like, well, there's no reason for this movie to exist except for the fact that the people that made Frozen put this together, and we know how Frozen took off. When Frozen was released, I don't think anybody expected it to become the massive pop culture iconic event that it became and the songs and the let it go and then it becomes a Broadway musical and all this other stuff. I don't think anybody really, I mean, you know, I don't think anybody expected it to become the phenomenon that it became. And, and that having, you know, having that, that, that happened with Frozen, I think that's the goal with this movie. I don't think they set out to make a good movie. I don't think they set out to write any kind of original songs or create great memorable characters or do the great stuff that those old Disney movies that this is supposed to be a tribute to did in the past. This is as cold and calculated and bullshit a movie as I've seen. The only reason this movie is exists, exists is certainly not because it's beautifully animated or it has memorable characters or songs or because it's got an original story because none of that is true. It exists in order for it to become a Broadway musical to become a profitable theme park ride at a Disney location and for people to buy the fucking merchandise. It is as blatantly, it's a 90-minute commercial for a future theme ride slash Broadway musical slash soundtrack slash merchandise bonanza. It's not a movie. It is a 90-minute commercial, and it's the most blatantly obvious, crass thing that I've seen Disney release in years. And yes, there are references to other Disney movies kind of sprinkled throughout this thing, but almost all of them are exclusively dedicated to the Disney movies in the past that have specifically dealt with wishes and granting of wish wishes. So there's a couple of Cinderella references and there's a bunch of Peter Pan references in it. And that's kind of it. It's not like this. And like when I heard that it was this all encompassing celebration of what is supposed to be a century of Disney. And I'm like, yeah, as long as it's like, Disney movies that dealt with wish making. <laughs> so, and then at the end, during the final credits, during the last terrible, awful song, 
um, they do have images from a t- all the other Disney animated movies pop up from the past. Like, so when you're sitting through the credits at the end, you will see images from all of them and some of them that don't ha- involve wishes. Um, and some of them are old. I mean, the great mouse detective for some reason, is that a Disney movie? Because, the, or maybe I'm, Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that yeah. was that, but that was yeah. Bluth though, right? Wasn't that Bluth? Didn't the great, or, did, do the mouse, did Don Bluth do the detective? great mouse detective? So, cause I, cause I remember not, I, well, okay. Uh, but that didn't involve wishes. The great mouse detective. No, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> And it had like you know so and there are other little references here and there that pop up um, in the movie, uh, but I think this is just crash commercialism as it, at its worst. And like here's the movie, it's perfunctory. We'll release it, and then in a year and a half there'll be a Broadway musical, and six months after that there'll be a theme park, and you'll buy all the soundtracks and all the merchandise because we're Disney and you need to buy it. But they didn't bother to make a quality movie, and in fact, it's shit. So I hated Wish, and I hate everything it <laughs> represents. So, anyway. Uh, Don Bluth did not have anything to do with the great mouse detective. Okay, then why did I think... Did he do a mouse thing? He did a mouse movie, didn't he? Did Secret of Nim. Ah, okay, there you go. Yeah. How can I get that mixed up? Secret of Nim fucking rules. Okay, sorry. Yeah, it does. Yes, it does. Mm. Rules the... Yeah, it's fucking great. (laughs) So, anyway, I'd be curious to see what you guys think of Wish. Um, Sounds great. But mine was... No, my... my, (laughs) my, And, and, you know, again, I'm maybe I'm a little more cynical than you guys are. I don't know. Well, Eric, you're pretty fucking cynical. Uh, Thank you. um, No, and I know. I take it as a compliment. (laughs) I take it as a compliment when people say that to me. Uh, And, Steve, you're a much kinder gentleman than either of us. And I... (laughs) And I'm serious about that. Um, but I'm, I just I'm live curious. In the gray. I live in the gray space. That's all. It's, just a, it's yeah. not black or it's not. It's very little black and white. Steve Cope is the gray man. Yeah. Well, okay. So anyway, I thought Wish was terrible. And like I said, uh, it exists only to sell a Broadway musical theme park and some merchandise. It's certainly not a movie. So it sucked. All right. Let's move on, shall we? Um, uh, this will be an interesting one that we're talking about. This is uh, a film called Salt Burn. Um, and Eric, you have not seen this. Uh, I have not. No. Okay. And, uh, all right. So, uh, do we have like a music thing going on in the background to somebody's? Not me. Or is that me? Is I hear, that I hear it. Me. Yeah. Okay. Is that, not, oh no. Here. You know what that is? Oh, I'm sorry. You know what that is? That's my fucking radiator. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like an air conditioner That's or something. What it is. That's what it is. It's my radiator. I can <laughs> Wow. Sorry, I'm like, hey, what's the noise? I can't really hear it except through my mic, and I'm sitting six feet away from it, so that's so that's my fault. Sorry, everybody. I'm blaming other people for what's that noise, and it's my goddamn Well, usually radiator. it is other people, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, all right, Steve, let's talk about uh, Saltburn. You explain to everybody what this is and all that stuff. Okay, so so even even if I wasn't in it already an admirer of uh, the Oscar-winning writer-director of Promising Young Woman, Emerald Fennell, and I'm probably, I think I'm the, might be the only one on the, on this recording, but, um, I'd be thrilled that I, I'm just, I'd be thrilled that a filmmaker like her even existed and was actively making movies that kind of push buttons and divide audiences and just generally make people uncomfortable with their naked aggression as they kind of stare into the eyes of those who get away with shit due to their status in society and sort of enter into a life or death staring contest. So with, with her latest Saltburn, Barry Keegan uh, from the Banshees of Inishirin plays a middle-class student named Oliver Quick uh, in an upper-class university, Oxford, um, who struggles to fit in and frequently fails. He ends up uh, falling into the inner circle of a wildly popular and handsome guy named Felix, 
uh, played by uh, Jacob Lordy, who was just in Priscilla playing Elvis, but he's also in Euphoria, which is where a lot of people know him from. Um, through through an act of like selfless kindness, what it what appears to be, um, he sort of falls into that circle, much to the dismay of many of Felix's other friends, especially his best friend uh, Farley, who's played by Archie uh, Madikway, who was <laughs> in our favorite movie of the year, Gran Turismo, but he was also in Midsommar. Um, the two become so close, in fact, that when Oliver reveals that he has no plans uh, for the summer holidays because his dad is dead and his mom is a raging drunk, uh, Felix invites him to his family estate, which is called Saltburn. Um, Oliver is all too eager to fall in with this overly privileged crowd, including a father played by Richard E. Grant and a mother played by Rosamund Pike, uh, a sister played by Allison Oliver, um, and a... I don't know if she's a guest or an aunt or what she is, but she's overstayed her welcome. And uh, I think in the credits, she's just referred to as poor dear Pamela. Uh, and it's a wonderful sort of extended cameo by Carrie Mulligan. Um, he begins to sort of ingratiate himself into their lives and becomes a confidant to a degree that they sort of reveal to him long buried secrets. It seems like Oliver is falling in love with Felix to a certain degree. And, and I guess in a weird way, you could look at this movie as a love story, but he seems equally keen on the idea of being seduced by the sister, Venetia too. And, and soon it becomes clear that Oliver isn't just reacting to what's being thrown at him by this family, he may actually have gone to Saltburn with a plan. Um, so Fennell seems intent on making this family pay for simply having money and spending it like buffoons and treating outside visitors like pets or freak show oddities. Whether he means to or not, Oliver even ends up sort of pitting family members against each other and the constant presence of this Farley guy who immediately suspects Oliver of being deceitful and manipulative doesn't discourage him from seeing how far he can push things. Um, I thought Saltburn was a, a, a pretty deliciously wicked exercise and among the, like, th there's this trend lately, I think even when I, when I saw it at Fantastic Fest, there was a category of movie that was just called Eat the Rich and that falls right into this category. Um, and it and it this this is like one among one of the more darker ones of those I have seen lately. Uh, certainly nasty, very funny. I thought, um, and yeah, that's I mean that's that's pretty much it. It's it's just I don't want to say too much because there is a reveal that's not that big a reveal at a certain point. But by that point, I was already kind of invested and into it. And uh, yeah, so that's that's Saltburn. Yeah, not a fan. <laughs> not a fan. Um, I. You know, when I first saw, because uh, her other movie, uh, Emerald Fennell's other movie, and she won she won the Oscar for screenplay, she did. as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, uh, was uh, a promising uh, young woman, right? Promising young woman. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Uh, and when I first saw it, I thought I kind of liked it, and then I that is a movie that does not hold up. I don't know how many. I don't know if there's you guys have seen it repeatedly, but in my case, like the second time I saw it, I was like, "Fuck this movie." Um. So, <laughs> so not not a big fan, and I didn't like this movie. I you know there are things there, there are certain performances in it that I you know like I love Barry Keegan. I think he's great, and um, there are certain people in this movie who I think are talented. It's a great cast. There are a lot of very very talented people in this movie, um, but I just like it's it is just as simplistic. Um, uh, and, and forced, uh, uh, and trying to, to, to make some sort of point that seems obvious and has been done in a million other movies that are much better than this one before. 
Um, and, uh, you know, the style that Fennell has is very hammering. Like she will hammer the point into your brain until your brain falls out of the side of your head. And I just, I thought the visual style was obnoxious. Uh, I just didn't give a shit about any of the characters and I wasn't even invested in taking the rich down. And I am one of those people who love to take the rich down. Um, (laughs) I just didn't give a shit about anything that was happening in this movie. I found it obnoxious and I just don't like the way this woman writes and the way she directs. I don't think she's very good and uh, as a filmmaker. I just don't. I, and I kind of, at one point, I just couldn't wait for this thing to end. It was just a bunch of people I didn't give a shit about doing something that a director uh, thinks is clever. She thinks she's much, much more clever than she really is because she's not. And it's just seemed like I, was, I couldn't wait for this thing to end. And, and you know, as you mentioned that there is a reveal, there are a couple of twists in this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. That you know, there's some some sort of major sort of reveals and twists happen towards the end of the movie that were supposed to be like, oh my god, and they're not, and uh, and 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 how far certain characters, like the main character, goes um, to you know to achieve what they want to achieve, uh, seems like you you know like it's it's done just to get some sort of reaction from the audience, hoping in any way to get a reaction from the audience. That's all that this filmmaker wants to do is get a reaction from the audience and she will do anything at her cheap disposal to do that. And, uh, and Saltburn is just that. It was, a, it was a long two hours and ten minutes for me. And uh, um, there, were elements about it that I, there were elements about it that involve uh, the actors and actresses in it that I didn't hate, but the rest of it, not a fan. Just not a fan of this, uh, of this person. So anyway. All right. Uh, and Eric, I'll be curious to see what you think of, uh, of that one. And, and look for my it. interview with Emerald Fennell on Third Coast Review. Very oh, soon. okay. There's an interview with Emerald <laughs> Fennell. Yeah. Okay. All, right. All right. Yeah, well, you know, that's cool. At least, you know, at least you were interested to talk to her. I'd be like, man. Oh, we had a great chat. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. Uh, all right. Well, so those are uh, those are a couple right there. You got Wish and you got Saltburn. Um, boy, boy, oh boy, boy. Uh, it's, there's just, okay, well, now we're going to move on. They all pale in comparison to... Yeah. <laughs> well, that depends. That depends on the angle on which you want to compare yeah. things. Um, all right. So, so Ridley Scott has a new movie out. This guy will not stop making movies. What is he? Not, he's 84, 86. 86. And God bless him. I will say this. He's Seriously. 86 years old. God bless yeah, him. The guy, 86. the guy made two movies two years ago. He made two movies in one. He had two movies released in one year. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got like a Gladiator sequel coming out. He's got another. What, what does he have? He's got like three movies that are coming yeah. up. Uh, Gladiator Two is like in the can, isn't it? Or almost in the can. Almost in the can, if yeah. not in the can. Already. So God bless the guy for working. Unfortunately, he's a really, really <laughs> shitty filmmaker. So um, I mean, look, hey, eighty six still working, making movies, but he makes shit movies. Uh, but anyway, yeah. And I, I, I know I'm in the minority on this, but I honestly. There are only two movies. This guy's been directing movies for over fucking 40 years. There are two, uh, there are only two movies that I've liked that he's directed that I really genuinely like a lot, like love. And it's Blade Runner and Alien, and that's it. And this guy's been making movies since like 1977. And every other movie is either nah or complete shit. So he's got two movies <laughs> that I consider to be good, and then the rest of them can fuck off. But he continues two to make the, two movies. Two of the most influential wow. movies of all time. Yeah, it's yes. true. No, it's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, uh, we're at, you know, should, so I don't know. Should he change his last name to Fluke, Ridley Fluke? Would that be oh. uh, Would that be it? But that's how I feel about him. But his latest yeah. movie is Napoleon. And now I I'm I, I have to ask a question again. Now this was it's made it's par- partially um, Apple TV. It's an Apple TV film, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Now was this 
cut to what we see that that are, is in theaters now, what we saw at the screening. Is this edited down from a miniseries? Is that what I'm to understand, that this was edited down? Kind from like of. A, okay, so like a four-hour... There's four a four-hour hour cut okay. that's going to premiere on Apple TV in a couple of months. Can't wait! I understand. Can't I know, right? wait! <laughs> yeah, because um, we needed more of this. Uh, but, you know, but everyone keeps going, but Kingdom of Heaven! You know, that's that's get what we keep hearing about. And, I, and that's why I, 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 when I hear these criticisms, we're, we're, you know, we're not exactly bearing the lead here. Uh, yeah. when, when I hear <laughs> these criticisms about it, you know, I'm just like, well, I'm reviewing the movie we saw now. I'm not putting yeah. hope on a, a movie two months. I'll, you know, I'll watch it in two months. And if that one's better, I'll say so. But right oh, yeah. now I'm reviewing this movie and this movie is shit. Yes. So Napoleon is the movie we're talking about. Eric, tell yes. us all about it and then we'll review it. For oh, God. Point. Well, I mean, to, to, to do the... Um, Plot synopsis of this, I might as well just go to the Wikipedia page of <laughs> Napoleon because that's what the plotting of this film feels like. I mean, the movie starts with we see Napoleon, the French Revolution is happening, and Napoleon is literally witnessing the beheading of Marie Antoinette, and he sort of sees the cracks in the power structure and gets himself uh, to, you know, to, to lead this uh, particular battle at uh, Toulon. Uh, where he, you know, a big, a huge success, and he starts, you know, rising, rising, rising. Uh, he eventually develop, uh, envelops a coup that gives him more power, more power, and just keeps conquering, conquering, conquering. In the middle of all the conquering, there's Josephine, who is played by, I should say that, you know, Napoleon is played by Joaquin Phoenix, if people right. didn't get that already. Uh, and he meets Josephine, played by Vanessa Kirby, who is a widower with children, uh, that you know hangs you know she was a prisoner and she was let free and they hook up and he's interested in her because he wants you know a male heir to his eventual throne she likes the security they have a tempestuous relationship whenever he's off conquering she's home fucking uh and so there's all that stuff going on yeah you know i mean i'm i'm, I'm, I'm breaking this down to the to its most simplistic terms because even as this movie gives you a lot of information it reminds me there's the line in true romance where christopher walken says you know you, we're playing a game of show and tell you know you're you know you're showing me everything but you're telling me nothing or yeah. you're telling me everything but you're showing me nothing yeah, yeah. you know and that's the thing is like ridley scott is a, a, a technical craftsman i think we can all at least agree on that much that when he fashions a battle sequence he knows where to put the camera he knows how to edit he knows how to put things together but it seemed but beyond that particularly in this movie i don't know what his take on napoleon is you know and i'm not saying that every movie has to have the director's stamp on his own opinion on this character is sometimes you're just presenting history as it was. Right. But I don't understand where, what we're supposed to take away from this film and the, the narrative drive of this movie, like in between, I mean, the battle scenes, you know, there's three or four big battle scenes in the movie. And again, you go into Ridley Scott, you expect those scenes are going to be technically prof proficient and they are. Uh, that doesn't mean they're exciting. It doesn't mean that we have any stake in yeah. them we don't yeah. really understand so much why napoleon i mean napoleon is basically presented as this sort of you know this man child that's got some mommy issues i mean the movie you know if i want to see that <laughs> this year i would watch bo is afraid yeah. frankly um it's the same movie uh or at least the same themes of it but those themes really come with, with come the same actor with the same, with the same actor, a much yeah. better performance and a much better movie and a much scarier and technically proficient better movie. Uh, but this one, I mean, this one is just a crushing bore 
throughout. I mean, it's such a broad subject matter. And like, if you, you know, we've seen over the years that some of the better biopic type movies, if that's even what we want to call this, you know, focus on a particular aspect of someone's life and existence. We just had Sofia Coppola do Priscilla, yeah. which has no Elvis music, you know, no Elvis, you know, outside of Graceland, basically. And it, it and it's it, it's a stunning piece of work. It's yeah. it, it's focused. It's interesting. Uh, and you know, you could have, so you could have done like the story, like I would have much rather have seen a story about Napoleon and Josephine and what that relationship was. And then like, oh yeah. And then he writes letters and he, oh, we, we conquered another, we won another battle. Yay. Our side. Yeah. Uh, but it wouldn't, but again, it seems like really Scott's only interested in the battle sequences because everything in between that stuff is boring, pointless, uh, directionless. And it's a two-hour and 38-minute movie, and yes, cut down from this apparent four hours, but, you know, most movies are. Uh, yeah. But most movies tend to find that in those two-and-a-half-foot-hour, two-and-two-and-a-half-hours of footage, that they find something they can craft together, a narrative that gives us an understanding of the man, a, an understanding of history. I mean, even as a piece of history that is reflective of what we're currently going through in society, which is what a lot of biopics and historical films do. This movie doesn't seem to have a point of view about anything. Uh, and it's one of the worst films that Ridley Scott has ever made. And that's saying something. Uh, I think Exodus gods and Kings might be the worst than this. Yeah. Uh, but, and I like a few more Ridley Scott movies than you do, Nick. Yeah. So, I mean, you make me seem like everybody, a fan. Everybody does. Everybody but, but I don't know, but I agree with you that he's a completely overrated filmmaker yeah. yeah yeah uh but i just like a few more movies i mean clean the last duel which he just made just a couple years ago i like right. that movie quite a bit mm -hmm. this one not at all so napoleon yeah one of the worst movies really scott has ever made yeah okay all right uh steve where do you stand on napoleon so i i think i mean eric said there's no take here but i think the take is in the beginning with the marie antoinette scene I think, I mean, I, I did struggle. I'm like, what are we supposed to learn from including that scene? And I, is it because that he hated the rich? Is it that he learned not to behave like the rich because you get your head chopped off? Or, you know, even though he wanted the power that unlimited wealth could bring you, and I'm I'm probably putting more thought into this than the filmmakers did, but the the elements are there for a much better film. They're just assembled with no meaning or, or not, certainly not in a thoughtful way. The, but you can also divide this film up into, I mean, it's it's several different films. It, the, the character study of Napoleon is an outright failure uh, because the way, mostly because of the way Phoenix yeah. is portraying him. I don't Absolutely. think he ever finds the character. Yep. He just looks constipated and squishy-faced and moody and like, <laughs> He doesn't like. There's nothing to it, and it's weird because I mean, I, I, whatever you think of, I think he, I think he nailed the Joker more than he nailed this character. So Ew. anyway, but and then and then, but so as a character, but then as a character study of Josephine, I think it's much more successful. I think when she's on screen, when Vanessa Kirby's on screen, I think it's a much better film because um, there's more to her story. We get a little backstory. We get a little thing about her being scared of being poor again, and. Um, and wanting to protect her child or whatever. And um, so there's, it, that's better. And then like Eric said, like it's occasionally an action movie too. And and Scott knows how to like design an action sequence so that like geographically we know where we are, strategically we know what's going on. Those are probably the best scenes in the movie. Um, 
we, we I, I like in particular the Waterloo sequence because I think R Rupert Everett is hysterical in that sequence yeah. and yeah. Um, and he's very good. I mean, I just that's just that's the reason I like that sequence the most because of him. Yeah, um, it's the best performance to... in the movie. He's the, no, he's yeah. I, I, honestly he's the best. He's the best thing in the movie. Yeah. Uh, and and people yeah, aren't yeah. going to people are not going to recognize him. No, no, no they're no. not going to recognize him at all. <laughs> uh, but he he to me he's the best thing in the movie. And I and as you mentioned, Steve, I also do not hate Vanessa Kirby. And she yeah. in those in those domestic scenes, she's clearly on a different page than than mm -hmm. than Phoenix is clearly. So yeah. yeah. Uh, the only other thing I'd add is that like there's we get to see Napoleon as a diplomat as well, and those scenes are almost comical. The, the, the scene where he's meeting with Tsar Alexander and and Tsar, he's gone into this meeting thinking this guy wants to be friends or brothers and he thinks he's manipulating him. But in fact, Alexander is the one doing the manipulating. So like, that's interesting. And I like those scenes, but there there aren't hardly any scenes like that. So um, so that doesn't really maybe there'll be more in the four hour cut. I don't know. I it's weird that I think the four hour cut might actually solve a couple of these problems, but it's not going to solve Joaquin Phoenix's performance problem. And it's, it's, it's maybe the worst thing I've ever seen him do. So, yeah, yeah. um, so yeah, that's not, not a recommendation. Yeah. I mean, I, well, you, you know, you guys already know what I feel, how I feel about uh, Ridley Scott to, 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 and I'm not also not, I don't think the battle sequences are anything special in this movie. Uh, it's, it's nothing that he hasn't done before. And it's nothing that a filmmaker, um, uh, and that even better filmmakers have not done before. I didn't think there was anything spectacular about it. The staging of the of the of the battle sequences to me wasn't impressive. I was just kind of sitting there going, "Oh, okay. At least it's not. I don't have to listen to Joaquin Phoenix talk now for the <laughs> next few minutes." Um, I didn't care about the relationships, and it was completely unfocused. The screenplay, and maybe this has to do with the editing, but the screenplay I thought was terrible, and there was no. Like, whatever theme is supposed to be constant throughout the film is not in the movie. It's not consistent. And Joaquin Phoenix is terrible in this movie. It's a terrible performance. Um, he's awful. And a lot of the other characters just seem one-dimensional, and they kind of show up uh, what they're supposed to do. Vanessa Kirby adds a little bit of oomph to it, you know? Like, she brights, as soon as she walks in, you're like, okay, she's cool. I'll watch this character, even though it's really poorly written. And as far as, like, performances and actors go, the only time... It comes to life on that level is when Rupert Everett shows up in the last mm -hmm. third in the last third of the movie because I really liked him. He's the only thing that I actively liked in this movie. I hated everything else. So I liked Rupert Everett. I thought the battle sequences were not very good and not very impressive, and that's what everybody really wants to see. And and your lead performance is horrible. <laughs> um, so I don't know if the four-hour uh, version is going to be better. I can tell you this. I'm not going to fucking watch it. <laughs> so I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to give it a chance. I don't, I'm done with uh, – I've been done with Ridley Scott for a long time, but – yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with this movie, like in terms of box office and 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 you know, like how people receive it. Um, you know, I, I I don't know. Um, I mean, for the, for the most part, though, like the feedback that I've gotten from colleagues and other things that I've read about, most people do not like this. Or 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 you know, I know there and there are a lot of hardcore Ridley Scott fans out there who are apologists and will support everything that this idiot does. And even yeah. I think even on that level, some of those Ridley Scott maniacs those idiots are kind of like well this one's not that good so i don't know i don't know is it getting a wide release um oh yeah mm -hmm. no yeah. it's gonna it'll probably be like the second highest grossing movie this weekend I and think. what do you think what do you guys think oscar wise joaquin's gonna get one you think uh, no he, no no mm -hmm. uh, no scott, I don't think, uh, scott director ridley scott director no none of that no 
I think, you know, maybe a couple, maybe a technical nod here or there. I think that's it. I don't think anything in those, yeah, (laughs) costumes and art direction, maybe. Yeah. uh, Sound, perhaps. But no, no performances, no writing, no directing. And certainly no picture. No. Okay. Well, anyway, Napoleon, a a stinkeroo, as we call it technically in the business. (laughs) All right. The next time we speak in a couple of hour, a couple of weeks, uh, goddamn poor things. <laughs> mm, yeah, finally. <laughs> yeah, we can finally talk about that movie. We've only seen it two months ago. Uh, twice. I've seen it twice. Um, and we got that, and we got Chicken Run, a new Chicken Run, um, which I'm excited about. Really excited about because I didn't. For one, I didn't even know it was coming out, and two, I didn't know it was Ardman. Honest to God, when I heard, I was like, wait a minute, it's the guys, it's the Wallace and Gromit guys, and now I'm excited. Now, oh yeah, I'm very excited about it. So, so those you got Chicken Run two and um, and Poor Things the next time the next time we speak, and we're getting close mm-hmm. to uh, to uh, tell everybody about um, really quickly, uh, Eric the the Film Critic Awards, the Chicago Film Critic Awards. We pick our favorites of the year in a bunch of categories, and that will uh, happen on the twelfth, right? We announce our winners on the twelfth, right? Yeah, we have a we have an awards dinner that we get together for, and uh, the, the nominees will be announced uh, the week prior. And uh, that the evening of Tuesday, the twelfth, uh, we will unveil all of our winners, and uh, that'll be out there. So it'll be after. Uh, I don't think we'll have the nomina- We won't have the nominations yet by the next time we tape here. Okay. But uh, yeah, it'll so be that we're, week. We're kind of it'll be that week. The boat. Yeah. Yeah. It'll right. Be that but week we'll be the, right in the middle of counting. Okay. When, <laughs> when right. we and I'm already I'm already compiling lists and putting my favorites together and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So so anyway. All right. Cool. All right, Eric. Uh, Steve. Always a blast talking to you guys. And uh, we'll yeah. talk in a couple of weeks. Sounds good. Thanks. All right, guys. Take care. There it is. That's Eric uh, Childress and Steve Procopi. They are the music guys. And by the way, are the movie guys. And by the way, a uh, little supporting performance here by my radiator. You can hear. It's very warm in my apartment. <laughs> So, I'm sorry. I was like, what is that noise? I'm getting all pissed off at Eric and Steve. Like, what are you guys doing? And it's here. It's here. It's my radiator. Hey, hey, you know what I mean? Cold weather in Chicago. That's what happens. All right. <laughs> uh, hopefully her radiator is not going to make noise, but we're going to talk to Esmeralda. Esmeralda. Yeah. Esmeralda Leon. Yeah. Esmeralda. I'm talking about that Esmeralda. Esmeralda Leon. Jason Skaggs uh, singing about Esmeralda Leon and Esma. We know it's time for Esmeralda Leon. Hi, Esmeralda Leon. Hello, Nick DiGilio. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm good. I'm good. So theoretically, because, you know, it's the day after Thanksgiving. <clears throat> mm-hmm. How was I your Thanksgiving? I stuffed. <laughs> Yes, full of various foods. Yeah, so much Thanksgiving you had on Thanksgiving, and there were no fights about politics or religion at the dinner table. It was lovely. Mm Hmm. Yeah. We usually don't have those because it's just us. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We usually don't have uh, people over, so. Yeah, it's just us, and you get we. You know, it's the same thing here. I'm an only child, so it's just usually me and my and my folks. Um. 
And so, you know, we have those kind of conversations. We yell at each other all the time anyway, so it's nothing new. You know? Right. Yeah, nothing different. <laughs> nothing new. It's just another, it's just, just a regular. Just a Tuesday. Exactly. A regular Thursday. Regular, just a regular Thursday where we rip each other apart for our religious beliefs and political uh, standing. <laughs> so that's just a regular part of it. Now, I, you know, I have a, I have a magic megaphone message that I'm going to play. And, I, you know, and we were just talking oh. about this. I, we were, I know, surprising, right? We were just talking about this before we started recording as we were setting things up and where we, where we say, okay, we'll, you know, and I say, hey, let's talk about this. And you go, yeah, okay, moron, whatever. And so, you know, we do that. And then um, uh, I had mentioned that I was like, oh, we got a magic megaphone I'm going to play. And you're like, well, don't you have a lot of them? And I was like, yeah, shit, I do. Yeah. Um, you, you made it sound like one just happened. Yeah. <laughs> no, no we... Called. We do have some backlog, and I want to apologize for the people who a long time ago left their their voicemails or their emails requesting a magic megaphone. For people who don't know, because we haven't done this in a very long time, and yet there are still yeah. messages out there that I haven't we haven't done. This magic megaphone thing, I have a megaphone sitting next to me as I do um, every recording. When we record the podcast, I have this blue megaphone. So you have a reminder every time. It's sitting next to me. Honest to God, it's sitting next to me every... It's sitting... It's it's in my dining room. And every time I walk into my dining room, I see the fucking megaphone sit, <laughs> sitting there. And I still... But sometimes um, I'll, I'll write it down. I'll write it down on the prep sheet that I have. Believe it or not, Esmeralda, mm -hmm. I have a prep sheet next to me. I'm not kidding. Oh, wow. Um, where I write stuff down. And I always have Magic Megaphone there. And then, like, it's usually, like, 20 minutes into our conversation. I'm like, oh, shit, we didn't do the Magic Megaphone. <laughs> I didn't do the Magic Megaphone. See, but so, don't you have recorded ahead of time? Um, well, I record it into the Megaphone, but we talk about it live. Right. You know what I mean? So it's sitting there. No, I know. But, like, yeah. do you have one? Oh, you just have one in the... In the yeah, it's always in the chamber, ready to go. And there it, you it, go. In the you know chamber. what I mean? Yeah, it's always in the chamber, ready to go. But sometimes I'll just forget because you and I are. I mean, I have so much fun talking to you, and we laugh and shit and have a good time that I forget that. Oh, there's this megaphone sitting next to me with a message. <laughs> I always forget the donor. <laughs> so so anyway, what the deal for people who might not know? Magic megaphone. We have a bunch of requests that are. Get, we'll get to them. I swear to God, we will. But if you would like to leave a message of me to say anything into the megaphone, whatever you want me to say, you want me to make a, you know, is it a message to someone that you want to, that you care about or someone that you hate? Is it a joke? Is it a line from a movie? Would you like me to record something? Anything that you would like filtered through the magic, unbelievable magic megaphone, say it, do it, whatever. I will do it at some point. Um, <laughs> But if you want to leave it as a voicemail with your megaphone, you know, the megaphone thing, it's 773-417-6948 with any magic megaphone message that you would like. Or send me an email describing what you would like me to say or a sentence or two or whatever, and I'll say it into the megaphone. NickDPodcast at gmail.com. So we do have one that I bumped up in line because it was Thanksgiving related. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. since we just wrapped up Thanksgiving, it's not the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. It's actually the Friday after. I don't know. <laughs> Right, Esmeralda? It's not the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. It's not. No. No. It's Friday. It's not, it's not like 8.30 in the morning on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. No. It's <laughs> it's Friday. It's Black Friday. Everybody's getting ready it's to shop. It's Friday. It's exciting. It's exciting. We're ready to go. Um, <laughs> so anyway, Kyle from Algonquin, Illinois, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. sent sent this to the Magic Megaphone, and uh, it was Thanksgiving related, and it is a complaint that Kyle has about Thanksgiving. So I thought Ooh, okay. on the day after Thanksgiving, which theoretically it is, and wrapping up 2023 Thanksgiving, 
I thought I would play Kyle's Magic Megaphone request. And again, if you have a Magic Megaphone request, anything you want to say, anything in there, please. 773-417-6948 or nickdpodcast.gmail.com. Okay, so this is Kyle, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. all right, you ready? Here we go. Magic, I, 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 I might forget what pr- button to press. I haven't done this in such a long time. <laughs> so <laughs> Let's see what happens. Here we go. They're not labeled? The turkey is dry. The turkey is dry. The turkey right. is dry. So you get the idea, right? The turkey right. Yeah. is dry. All right, there you go. The turkey. Yeah, okay. Right. Whoa. Jesus Christ. All right. yeah. Cops are going to come busting in. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Hi, the show. Ca- oh, oh, Carrie's in handcuffs. Carrie Russell's busting in. She's oh, in, God. Oh, she's in handcuffs. The cop Hi, came. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love All the All right, show. Carrie. After we're, after we're done with the, with the podcast, I'll come bail you Hi, out. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell. Yeah, all right. I all right. Do doing out there, Nick Show. What, I think it was because they thought she made the siren sound, and they came and they arrested her. I don't know. I thought the T-shirt, the the uh, oh, the illegal T-shirt shop that she's the running. illegal t- <laughs> finally caught up with her. The cops finally got the authorities finally caught up with her illegally selling T-shirts on my back porch. That's right. <laughs> Have I mentioned that Carrie Russell will never fucking do this podcast? Have I mentioned that before? No, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so. Uh, Kyle's main objection uh, to, uh, it, to to Thanksgiving is when the turkey is dry. So yeah. that's why he wanted um, I know this is too late. But it's I guess too late. Keep this, yeah. Keep it, uh, keep it in your back <laughs> for next, pocket for next, for next Thanksgiving. Yeah. But you got to brine that turkey. Right. Right. You got to brine it. What about people who, like, you can, like, get a syringe and shit and inject juice or butter into the turkey? That's a cool uh, thing to I do, mean, right? I mean, I think that's fine. Yeah. Well, I guess that'll do it. But mm-hmm. honestly, you got to brine that sucker. Brine it. That's yeah. the only way I've I've noticed that it won't come out dry. Now, when, when you know, when you were growing up, did you help make the turkey or did you guys do the turkey? I don't know. I mean, um, I don't know. I you actually, guys- starting... In probably when I left for college, yeah, um, I then would I came back and I saw an episode of Good Eats on the yeah Food Alton Alton Brown went. yeah, and he had a whole thing about how to make a turkey that won't be dry. So I was like, nope, we're doing it. Oh, cool. so then from then on, from then on, I was making the turkey. Um, but then we found out that my parents don't really like turkey. <laughs> <laughs> They're not big fans of it. They could oh, wait, care. Wait. They 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 don't so, care. They so don't wait. care for it. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. So all so all of those years, like you're in college now and your brother's even older. So all of those years they were just like, I guess we gotta eat turkey with the kids. Was yeah, that because was- they're like, it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> like, that's what you do. No, my parents are weird like that. So around um St. Patrick's Day, yeah, we always have corn corned beef. Okay. It does not. It doesn't matter. Right? They're like it's St. Patrick's Day. Right. And you guys are you, like, you, okay. you guys are definitely <laughs> definitely not Irish. So uh... no. But they're like, this is what they do here, isn't it? We so let's eat corned beef. Okay. So now, do they not like corned beef? Were they doing that just because they thought it's it's Patrick's Day? Do they like no, corned beef? They do enjoy. They do enjoy corned beef. Yeah. What's My dad's not actually made fret like he's made corned beef. Oh, he has man. corned it himself. Awesome. That's awesome. That's all. You talk about yeah. brining. It's really, Shit, there's some brining yeah. right there, man. The, yeah, it's really delicious. They oh, usually they give me a piece of it to take yeah. back and make, and it yeah. 
it's quite good. I bet. But I um, bet. if you, I know, again, this is after the fact. It's after the fact. Or it's too late. A, maybe you have a late Thanksgiving. Yeah, you know, some people. Some, sometimes people got to push it. Some people might do it scheduling. this weekend. It is Friday. Yeah. Maybe someone. Maybe someone's doing well right now. Uh, as we speak, I'm getting ready for my girlfriend's house party that she's having. She's having a day yeah. after Thanksgiving party. There's going to be food and go. all kinds of stuff. So that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> so but, uh, yeah, go ahead. if you if you are oh, so wait, wait a minute though. But actually, actually, Esmeralda, people serve turkey on Thanksgiving. Okay. I mean, on, on Christmas. Sorry, they they serve. <laughs> I was they, like, yeah. What? What? Yeah, sorry. No, though they serve, they serve it my on Christmas. My brain broke. They serve it on my Christmas. My brain broke for a minute. Yeah. It's eight thirty. It's eight thirty, and it's not eight thirty in the morning on a Tuesday. It's 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 later than that. It's uh, they do, they do. Yeah, they so make Thanksgiving on Christmas, so this is perfectly. This is great. Okay, you could also do it. Yeah, you gotta. Um, I think it's still. You just gotta Google uh, "Good Eats Turkey Alton Brown" and yeah. his little episode will come up. It's it's older, but yeah. I think the the way he does it is genius. Yeah, you gotta put a brine on it, and then when you're it's in the oven, he does all these things like you turn it up for a bit like you turn it to 500 and then but then you got to cover this you got to do that and it's it's a little bit of a of a yeah but thing it's worth to it. do but it's worth it though yes yeah. it comes out quite juicy it's That's quite fantastic nice. well you know what now is it are you required to act like a jagoff and put a camera in a in a in in the oven and talk to it is it that would, what? i think it would melt okay i'm just if saying you were you doing know. it just because okay. you know <laughs> i just i mean maybe if you, you want to i guess if you want to think you're on that show right i just put a camera again put a camera talk to it and be an asshole because like 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 oh like alton brown um so uh but that's cool though no but he you know as much as I, I i find alton brown to be at this point really annoying and i'd like to punch him repeatedly in the face um i watched every episode of good eats i used to watch that show yeah. all the time because there it's were quite nice because it's it, science based. Absolutely, so and you, I trust the I yeah. trust the outcomes. I loved that show, and I loved I loved the angle that he took, the scientific angle that he took, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. that he actually didn't agree with a lot of the cooking shows on TV. And I thought that was fun. And then like Alton Brown became popular, and he's a dick. <laughs> so, yeah, now he does all those hosting shows. Yeah, and, and he doesn't a, really. And he's a dick. He doesn't you do know, a show for himself anymore, does right. he? Right. No. Or for the people, he's just a dick, and uh, and uh, yeah, he's just a host. Yeah, yeah. a mean one, right? A like mean, he's kinda... a mean. He's a, like a mean jagoff host. He's a dick. But I love those old Good Eat shows. I do, like you. Yeah. You know, I mean, man, I watched all of them. I saw that one with the with the turkey. You know, yeah. um, and and I and watched obviously... it and I was like, we yeah. got to do that. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so for people out there still looking to make a turkey for the rest of the holidays, including you know Christmas. Uh, look up the Good Eats episode with Alton Brown from the Food Network. Yes. Probably I very from, much recommend yeah, the way he does it. Maybe 2005 or six or something. I would imagine it was probably around that time because that was, I think, uh, maybe a little later. No, 2000, maybe. I'd say two. Oh, okay, even earlier. Okay. Three, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so early 2000s, early aughts. Uh, yeah, that was, I'm sure that, it's yeah, on YouTube. That's a, that's about the time when Alton Brown was still cool doing Good Eats. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. He's such a dick now, and I'm so disappointed because I loved Good Eats, but then like I saw him like yeah. host talk shows, and he was like, remember when he hosted Iron Chef, the American version of Iron Chef, and he was a dick on that, and I was like, man, what, what? I used to like this guy, you know. Um, so yeah, I think because he's hosting, it has to he has to do a different. I don't know. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't know he was what, always, why he has to put on that like you know, but that attitude. He was, but he he was always a smartass on his show. He was always like, mm-hmm. don't you know, mm-hmm. always. And they would do bits where he was kind of a dick with other characters. They'd come in and like knock on his door and go, "Hi, Alton, what are you? I'm delivering mail." And he'd go, "Hey, well, why don't yeah. I tell you? I'll tell you how to make an apple, you know, and like or some shit, you know, like he'd have wacky neighbors, like he was Mister Rogers. Remember, he'd have like." Like yeah, a scientist, he'd sure. have like a, a, a guy dressed up like a scientist come in and go, well, let's, you know, you know yeah. I mean, that show was fantastic in the, in the, you know, in the early days, man, those, those first like five, six, seven seasons of Good Eats were fucking great. That show was great. Yeah. And I think you can find it. Oh, yeah, you can. You can find it on Max. <laughs> oh, it's on Max? Okay, cool. Um, on HBO, on Max. I don't okay. know how many of the old episodes, but I know because okay. he did like a reboot of right. the show. Right. Um, he did like a season or two of it. Yeah. But that's on Max. Okay. Okay, it's on Max. So check it out on Max. I think a lot of the Food Network stuff is on Max, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. A lot of the a lot of the old cool Food Network stuff. Man, I used to I used to watch the Food Network. Esmeralda, I used to watch that channel twenty four hours a day. Yeah, same. Man. Now man. it's just uh now it's just a bunch of it's uh, it's it's let's make cupcakes games. and shit. Yeah, no, that's all it is. It's like contests <laughs> and game shows and like and and uh and Guy Fieri driving around going, We're in Flavor Town and doing that shit. I'm like I, Yeah. And, it's and, like and on TV, I, isn't it? It's yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's funny because like I used to, and I'll tell you something, and I don't and I and I I mean Guy Fieri drives me crazy. I mean he drives me fucking nuts. I find him really obnoxious. But and we've talked about this before. What that guy has done for the service industry, and you know how generous yeah. he is. He's a fucking good. <laughs> he's a good dude. He really, really is. And I don't want to take that away. But fuck, he's annoying. You know what I mean? <laughs> On that show. Yeah, but people love it. People I know that, that. Yeah, but I love that show too because I love I love all those shows where like the Anthony Bourdain stuff and all those shows where I even mm-hmm. like Man versus Food. I love the shows where you go to different cities and go. Here's this cool place and here's that cool place. I love that stuff. Um, yeah. and, and so even, even though Guy Fieri is, you know, like a, an obnoxious dickhead, but a lovely, generous man, I still watch it every once in a while. I still like, because I want to see these cool places, you know, in different cities. I think that's cool, man. And I'm not going to say that I, I've literally like any of the times I've gone to different cities, I will go, Oh, I remember, you know, this person went there or Bourdain went to this place and we try to find it when we go mm-hmm. to, you know, you go to, it, it, so it's cool stuff. It's cool stuff. So. Yeah, for sure. All right. So Good Eats, that episode will help you make the perfect turkey. Thank you, Alton Brown. Yes. Uh, all right. Very, very cool. All right. Well, anyway, so so that's Kyle and Algonquin who, uh, who, who had this message. The turkey is dry. Right. Now, if you, you, won't have to, you won't ever have to say that again if you follow Esmeralda's advice and watch that Good Eats episode. Yeah. That'd yeah, yeah. Perfect. Brian. Brian is the key. Brian it. <laughs> Well, now it's Black Friday. Now, was there a period of time when you would do like a lot of Christmas shopping? Would you do that at, at, at any time? Like, okay, it's, I got to go Christmas shopping with a lot of people to buy no. for. No, nah, me neither. <laughs> me neither. I've got a small family. I don't, you know what? Yeah, I don't buy. I don't really buy for anybody. Yeah. Unless I know exact, like, oh, they'll, this is good. Or they'll want this or whatever. Yeah. I usually don't. Yeah, no, me neither. I mean, I did, I guess, when I was married, you know, because um, it's in-laws and shit and extended family. You got to go out and buy stuff for other people. But, like, just on my own and stuff, um, mm-hmm. no, I'm an only child. I got my parents, and I'll get them something. You know, I'll get them a card with some maybe a couple of f- cool things for my folks, but that's about it. I don't have to, like, you know, like, oh, God, I got a slug out, and I got to buy. I don't have a giant list of people I have to buy for, and I 
don't have to push through the crowds at shopping centers or, you know, department stores or anything like that. I've never really had to deal with the holiday shopping. And I just assume you've never had to either, right? Yeah. Same. And I don't, uh, I don't do the Black Friday thing because it's just, it looks like they're, they put it up at a big price and then they knock it down to a regular price. That's pretty much what it (laughs) is. Or it's like, or it's usually like terrible cheap stuff that they're like it's three dollars and it's like yeah but it's cheap it's gonna it's gonna die in like i'll tell you a week esmeralda (laughs) i i I, you know i don't i don't know did we talk about the eli roth's movie thanksgiving have we talked did we talk about it uh you said it was great yeah it's great i don't I i don't think we got into detail okay well let me just say this if you do get a chance to see it and i and i do i think you and colin would find it hilarious i think you guys would find it mm-hmm. very entertaining I re- especially colin i know kind of, i know colin yeah. would like it but i actually just watched a horror movie so you know what did you watch i can i can get down on it barbarian yeah. oh I, I i did not like that movie. that was I didn't expect any of that. No, it's at very surprising. Yeah, that whole part with Justin Long. <laughs> when the Justin Long thing kicks in, you're like, "What the fuck is going on?" Even the other bit did not yeah. expect that. Yeah. Did not expect that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people like that one. A lot of people. I'm not one of them, but a lot of people really like that one. But the thing about Thanksgiving is it's fucking hilarious. And um, what I wanted to mention was because this ties into Black Friday. The first mm. ten minutes, the first ten minutes of Eli Roth's new movie Thanksgiving, which is in theaters now, and I do recommend it, especially. If you are a fan of those stupid 80s slasher movies, this is a full-on loving tribute to really shitty, stupid 80s slasher movies. And so it was right in my wheelhouse. You know what I mean? Nice. (laughs) I enjoyed it. But I'm telling you, Esmeralda, the first 10 minutes is nothing but mass carnage and blood and death at a Black Friday sale oh, when wow. they open when they open a department store. Oh, like they, I mean, yeah. Doesn't that already happen? Yeah, but like this is like, like the, he like like Eli, Eli Roth takes it. We've seen videos of people like stomping on people and busting through doors at Walmart's yeah. and stuff, and uh, and Targets, which are by, by the way are are closed today. Um, Good. Uh, they're, yeah, they're not doing the Black Friday thing, which is a which let is, people rest. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so the first you want 10 your, minutes, your cheap TV or whatever the hell, <laughs> like right. let them, let these I, people, they work hard at the target. I want a $600 70 inch TV and the brand name is, uh, Zunith. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> it's, yep. it's off the back of a truck, you know, like I'm getting a deal on a 70 inch TV from Zunith. You know, like, <laughs> oh god. But but the the great thing about that is that all this stuff that you and I think is silly about Black Friday, like mm-hmm. the it, the first ten minutes of the movie is just complete. It's complete garbage. Oh nice! Yeah. It's fantastic. It's it's really funny, and it sums up you know the ridiculousness of Black Friday in a very gory way. And Patrick Dempsey's in it too. So there you go. You got do you like McSteamy yeah. or whatever the fuck his name is? McDreamy, McSteamy or whatever his name is. He's I think Mc, he's he's McDreamy. McDreamy. Yeah. And then that other guy's McSteamy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't That's, know that. Other you know man's that goddamn name, that but... goddamn show is still on the air. Yeah, I actually. You know what I found out? I well, I I just didn't realize it all. Uh, I was watching Train Spotting. It was on. It was on Pluto TV. Please, that movie rules. <laughs> I was just, by the way, I was just telling my girlfriend Julie about that movie. She's, uh, she's never seen it, and I was oh, like, "Well, we, need, you oh yeah, no." I was like, "We have to fucking rectify, and we have to see the sequel because the sequel's fucking good too." You remember yeah. how surprised? Remember we were, we were both working at the car wash when the sequel came out. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. Well, I was scared. 
I yeah. was scared it was going to be terrible. And and it was so goddamn me too because I love the original Train Spotting. I yeah. love that movie. And and I know you do too. It's one of the shared passions that we have movie-wise. Um and I remember going, "Oh no, no don't no." And it's great. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. No, but so, so one of the so one of the guys, Tommy, if you remember, he's yeah. the he was the blonde guy who got addicted. Yeah. Um he's on Grey's Anatomy. No, is he? <laughs> I didn't realize he looks in t- so different from his younger days. Like he's filled out. He's he looks more because well, he, he was a very spittily guy. Like he was yeah, really thin well, in the movie. Yeah, because he's on heroin. <laughs> so. Right. Well, no, but even before that, like even yeah, okay, before, I know, I got, thin, yeah. thin guy. Yeah. And then I looked him up because I was like, I wonder what that guy's doing. I don't know. I don't think I've seen him in anything. And I look him up, and he's he's one of the guys from Grey's Anatomy. Now, like, has what he in the hell has he been uh, has he been on Grey's Anatomy a long time or? Um, I think so. And just because, I mean, we don't watch it, so we don't know. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, that show's been on. I mean, that show's been on forever. Yeah. Um, I just I mean, know he's on it. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't know. He's been on since. Oh wait, that's. I don't know. He's been on for a while. Okay. All right. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm not sure if he was on. Oh no, this tells me. Okay. 2008. He's been on since 2008. <laughs> He's been on since 2008. And that's not No, you're not talking about Johnny Lee Miller, right? No. Not Johnny no. Lee. No. No. Cuz you you this love Johnny Lee Tommy. Miller. He's your, 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 he plays Tommy in the movie? He plays Tommy, yeah. Okay, okay, the guy who plays Tommy in uh in in Transpotting, not Sick Boy. Sick Boy is the guy you like. No. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's uh Kevin McKidd. That's who he is. Kevin yeah. McKidd. Okay. All right. So he's on Grayson. Okay. What the fuck is he so doing? So if you Grayson? look up a picture okay. of him from Train Spotting versus now, it's I didn't know. I didn't realize. Yeah. I didn't realize it was the same guy. Well, that show has gone through so many cat I mean, how long is that that show's been on over twenty years, right? It's gotta be. It's gotta be over uh, twenty years at this point. I mean yeah, it's uh two thousand five. God, nineteen years that show's been on, like almost nineteen years. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Like why how? I don't I mean know. it's just the... a doctor show, you know. Who the fuck I mean, watches that show? I I don't I, I people I, who I, like dramas. I, guess. I mean it's it's a it's a soap opera. It's just a soap yeah. opera. It's but, a general but, hospital um, on prime time. <laughs> uh what was what did my friend Scott refer to it as? Um uh shit. There's uh, like a million. There's always something going wrong. Yeah. Some medical emergency and some like weird. Oh, he ca- oh, here's what he called. Here's what he called it. He called it. This is what Scott called it. My friend Scott Oaken. He called it high school hospital because they act like they're yeah. high school. They, they act like oh, they're yeah. high school. It's high school hot. That's what he used to call it. You watch that goddamn high school hospital show. <laughs> no, that's that's spot on. Yeah. Yeah. That is very smart. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't know that Tommy was on that from from Transpotting. Yeah. But, Okay, maybe they have a good rehab program to get you off of heroin at at, uh, yeah, at Grey's Anatomy. So that's probably and they bring you back to life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, hey, speaking of uh, uh, of like like shopping and stuff, as we were, um, let me ask you this: So, did you, when you were a kid, Esmeralda, did you visit Santa? Did they take you to the store to to go on to get on Santa's lap and, yeah. and all that stuff? Yeah. Did you? Were you scared? Do you remember if you were scared? Are there any pictures of Esmeralda on um, Santa's lap? There is. There is pictures. I'm yeah. probably, 
I want to say I'm five, four mm-hmm. or five. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm perfectly fine. Yeah. I don't think there's anything like younger. Probably because they're like, what for? You don't sure. know what's happening. <laughs> sure. Yeah. You're, you're, you know. Um, now, was there a particular place in Joliet that you would go to? Was there a department store in Joliet growing up that, that had the Santa that you would go to? Um, well, I grew up in before seven, I was living in Bolingbroke. Oh, right. You were in so, Bol- so old Chicago. <laughs> um, if it was still around, it wasn't. Oh, yeah. I don't know. No, I think it's gone by that point. No. Um, yeah. yeah, it was gone by that point. Yeah, you were born in 83. It was definitely gone by that point. So, yeah. Um, but in Bolingbroke, where'd you go? Um, I think we just went to, I'm trying to think what the mall is over there. Mm-hmm. Cause there's a mall. It's kind of a nice one too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would just go like to the, to the anchor store, like the Sears or the JC Penny or whatever was that was there. I or, guess. Yeah. Honestly, thinking about it, I don't know. I, we have the picture and it's like in a little thing. Like yeah, in a, a cardboard thing, a little frame. Thing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, I've yeah. never bothered to like see if it says anything. I, I love those pictures. I'm sure you do too, Esmeralda, knowing you. I love the pictures of kids who are crying and scared shitless on Santa's lap. I think. Oh, I just saw, I, um, comed- uh, she's a comedian from Chicago, but she's moved out to LA and she's, she's done so well, but her name is Megan Gailey and yeah. she, uh, she had posted on her Instagram of her child just yeah. wailing <laughs> while sitting on Santa's lap. Uh, my favorite. And, and, and like his arms out, like wanting to get away. Yeah. No, but that's my favorite is that because I think those I think those pictures are hilarious. I love the pictures of kids, like especially if there's like three kids on his lap and they're all fucking crying. That, oh, yeah. But like my favorite is like when I look at those pictures, I like to look at the Santas who are like, oh, shit, man, because, you know, they, they're like, maybe they were just about to go on break to get a drink or something. You know, they got to sit there for fucking eight hours and have these little brats sit on their laps, you know, like all day long. And, um, but yeah. You're like, what do you want, little yeah. girl? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I but I love those pictures. And I, I mean, um, I, I think, if I remember correct, because my parents used to take me, we used to go to uh, uh, Dispensa's Kitty King. Is it Dispensa's? Dispensa's Kitty Kingdom. And it was... Oh, wow. uh, and it What's was, that? if you can Google it, I'm not sure what, sub, what suburb it was in, Dispensas? Or maybe I'm getting it wrong. Uh, Kitty Kingdom. And it was a- it Kitty was like, Kingdom? Yeah, it was like a castle. Like you would, it was like a, it was like a, a store. It was like a, it was like your Kmart, your, you know, your that kind of thing store. But it was called Dispensas Kitty Kingdom. It was a big toy store slash department store. And it was shaped like a castle. And you would go there- um, Kitty Kingdom castle shaped toy store dispenses Kitty Kingdom or whatever it was, um, and they had that's where we would go. To, that was the special Santa that we would go to because we would go to the other Santas like at Sears or whatever, but that was the big one when we would go to. I, I'm sure I'm getting it wrong. Um, something Kitty Kingdom dispenses Kitty Kingdom. Um, I'm assuming they had like the whole place decked out. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it was it was shaped like a giant castle. The store on the outside was shaped like a giant castle. Uh, it was, uh, you are correct. It is Dispenses Kitty Kingdom. Okay. Um, it was in Oak Brook Terrace. Oak Brook. Okay. So near the Oak Brook <laughs> Shopping Center. That was our special <laughs> trip. You know, we would come all the yeah. way from, we would come all the way from Lakeview. We're going to go all the way out to Oak Brook to Dispenses Kitty Kingdom and me and my two cousins who were a little bit older than me. But like yeah. once a year during Christmas holidays, you know, like there would be shopping at Dispenses and that's where the special Santa was. So, um, 
but yeah, that was the big deal. It was like a big deal to yeah. go to, to Spence's uh, uh, Kitty Kingdom. It closed in 1985. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was a big, it was a big, it was a big deal for us kids in the uh, us kids in the 70s. You know, yeah. It, was it a big is deal. now. Uh, so I got knocked down and all. It is now the Oakbrook Terrace Tower Office Building. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, the Tower Office Building was where I I sat on Santa's lap, and I think. Oh. At an early age, probably cried. I think there are a couple of, um, I think there are a couple of pictures of me during my child because my my parents because I was an only child, so they were, took pictures of me all the fucking time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like as an only child, or even like you know at that point, you know, like firstborn or whatever. When I and I would eventually just be the only child. Um, like there, they took pictures of me like everything. Oh, he's picking his nose, or he's doing. You know, they took pictures of me all the time. So there are, I think, several visits to different Santas. Of of varying quality because I, I I the Santas with like the bad fake beards and the bad costumes those are always my favorite the ones that are like well, you didn't even bother you know right <laughs> and it's like cheap right cheap uh, whatever beard material so yeah. it just looks real fake <laughs> and it's scratchy on your face when you sit on his lap and so is the the you know the costume itself like you sit on it and it's like. Yeah, it's not yeah. a good-looking costume. No, he just yeah. looks like he got. Yeah, he looks like it's like Billy Bob Thornton in that Bad Santa. Um, yeah, which, which is a movie I hate, by the way. I hate both of those movies. I've never seen it. I hate it. I I hate. I know a lot of people love that movie. I just hate it. I thought it was so. And this is weird for me to say, Esmeralda, but I found it really mean, mm-hmm. and like mean spirited. Yeah. I was like, this isn't. And there are a lot of like make you know there are a lot of fat jokes in it, like kid fat jokes, like they make fun of the fat kid in the movie. And I yeah. just found that I don't know. I was uncomfortable. I was like, man, fuck this movie. <laughs> and and Lauren Graham is in it from Gilmore Girls. And I'm supposed to love everything she does. And so I don't know. But anyway. But yeah, uh, Santa's and and kids crying. I love those pictures, man. When people post them on social media, <laughs> they just crack me up, man. They just crack me up. So yeah, dispenses Kitty Kingdom. Uh, I wonder how that would go over nowadays. Would people even be? They would be like, I don't. Know, I don't that's. Would people think I mean, kids, that sounds like a great idea. I yeah. mean, we we don't have, um, or do we? Do we still have uh, Kitty Land? That's gone, right? No, Kitty Land is gone. Yeah, <laughs> Kitty Land is gone. Anna's um, Village still exists, though, there right? Are, but by the way, as you can tell, there are cops and ambulances, as yeah. you can tell in the background. <laughs> They're still Well, around. it's a big thing that they got Carrie. <laughs> <Yeah>. They really... <laughs> yeah. They were uh, going undercover with that one. It was uh, quite a, a whole deal. <laughs> but she uh, is but, the largest yeah. T-shirt ring. <laughs> That's right. They got her, man. They got her. She's. Uh, I'm Ooh. gonna have to. I'm gonna have to bail her out, man, so she can get back yeah. on on the porch. So, uh, but yeah, no. Um, Kitty Land is gone. Um, but Santa's yeah. Village still exists. Santa's Village is still a, yeah they have the Azusement Park. You remember the remember when the, when our good friend Jason Skaggs used to do the commercials? Yeah, I used to love those. I, those were my so favorite. Unhinged. Those were, yeah, well that's Jason. <laughs> that's Skaggs. He's they nuts. Made no sense. I was just like, what in the hell? But I would I would I rem- look forward to them. Me too. Those were the only commercials I would look forward to playing when I was at the car wash overnights. You know, like I'd have to have the, I'd have to play that fucking one eight seven seven cars for shut up. You know the little bastard kids. Yeah. Um, but whenever Skaggs would do like an in-house commercial, it was always weird, you know, and like, what is this? <laughs> what is this? But I loved the Azusement Park. He would do the, <laughs> he would do the weird voice. Oh yeah. yeah. That's you why I'm working with You can actually do, you can do a, uh, starting today. Okay. Well, I don't know if it's starting today, but at least today, mm-hmm. Friday. Yes. Today is Friday. <laughs> 
Yes. You can, uh, they have a, a magical Christmas drive through. Ooh. Okay. So you can go through and they got lights and music and stuff, but you just drive through. I so guess you don't they probably get out of your car. <laughs> My guess is they probably started that three years ago with, with COVID. That's probably, yeah. you know, and then said, hey, it's a hit. Let's keep it. You know? Yeah, people like it. It's nice. You don't got to, because are you kidding me? I don't have any kids, but I've seen it. Oh, the yeah. way you got to pull out those kids. Yep. Out of a car, yep. no. Yep. Well, one put them in the car, yeah, and then get them out of the car, and then put them back in the car. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, I'm with you. So yeah, this is perfect. Yeah. All right, <laughs> just so drive that's through, the, just drive through, and see all the really fun stuff, and you don't have to take your kids out of the car at all, and, and you can just lean lean in the back, and go shut up and enjoy this, you know, like that kind. Of yeah, <laughs> it looks like it's every weekend. Okay. Friday to Friday to Sunday. Friday to Sunday. The drive through and where's that again? Uh, it's in Santa's Village. Amusement. Santa's Village. Oh, it's in a water park. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know it was a water park? Yeah. No, no. They, 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 Santa's Village is a whole different kind of thing than it was when I was growing up. No, I had that. Yeah. We did not have a water park when I was there. No. Uh, they didn't, Eastern they didn't. Illinois. When I went there, yes, East Dundee. When I went there, when I was a kid, they barely had Santa. Like, fucking Santa wouldn't even show up. It was his village, and he'd be, like, drunk somewhere. <laughs> when I was growing up in the 70s. <laughs> Well, Santa only, you know, he's yeah. working. He's got a lot of places to be. Got a lot of places to right? be. Right? And I mean, he's Doesn't happy. He work? He, yeah, he, he's, he's very happy that Dispenses Kitty Kingdom closes. Like, that plane was a pain in the ass to get to. Like, Santa, like, <laughs> there's no parking in Oak Brook, man. It's hard for Santa to get to Dispenses. <laughs> no, especially with the reindeer. Yeah. It's hard to find a parking spot in Oak Brook. That? It's hard, man. <laughs> especially in Oak Brook because there's that McDonald's headquarters right there and that distracts the reindeer. You know they want Big Macs. Mm-hmm. They want Mc, they want McRibs. Oh, by yeah, the way, they want Big Macs. They want, yeah, <laughs> McRib is back. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're they're um. I mean, they are special reindeer, so they yeah. can eat McRibs. They can eat it's McRibs. Okay. There's no there's no problem. They will not shit all over the all over the uh, all over Santa's house. Oh no, they will. But you yeah. know what do you? But it'll do? be it. But it'll be minty fresh because <laughs> it's Santa. right. They're up in the north. They the want north. you know. They're reindeers. Yeah. They are working hard. You yeah. give them those McRibs. <laughs> yeah, they don't they. I think they like piss glade because it's so nice up there. You know, it's like this. The um the uh the, the glade air freshener that, that when they fart it's yeah glade air freshener. that's where it yeah. comes from yeah it's good that's where it's <laughs> glade air freshener is reindeer farts I don't know if people know that fun or not. fun fact fun, yeah. f- <laughs> fun fact glade air freshener from. reindeer farts that's what it is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man it's very seasonal that's what that's that's what we're looking for here so. All right. Well, uh, uh, and so the, the, now, did you ever? Did you guys ever make the trip downtown to the Loop to see the windows at Marshall Fields and the windows at Carson's? Oh no, no. no. Okay. <laughs> My parents were not about again parking uh, oh, yeah. and Let's walking take, long yeah. distances. I got gotcha. you. All right. Well, that that that's even you know, or you take the train down, which you can do. But but yeah, that's a lot. Oh, that's they all, weren't going to do that. No, one. that's all, and that's all walking, and that's like gathering your two kids and getting on a fucking L with them. That's you know, that's not, yeah, not yeah. So yeah, I was because I get to, I, I'm downtown all the time to go to, to I get off at Washington, um, in right Randolph and uh, Randolph and State there, which is the Washington shop stop, um, mm-hmm. with the Block Thirty Seven Mall, which by the way I believe has recently just been purchased, the Block Thirty Seven. Oh mall. really? Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna actually make it a mall. I don't know. It's it's not much now. There's a movie theater that's overpriced <laughs> on the on the top floor. The movie right, theater is yeah. ridiculous. 
Uh, but you know, it does. It's convenient because the train is like in the building, so if it's cold out, you don't have to. You know, when you leave the train, you're still inside. I like it that. is nice. Yeah. The red and the blue are inside. Yeah, there I is like also that. um a Godiva chocolate. There is in there. Yes, there. And they <laughs> used to. I don't know if they have it anymore, but uh, they used to have some promo where you would like sign up. Or wait a minute, it's not in there anymore. Oh, that's sad. No, and the Godiva <laughs> would it be down in the basement, like between the red and the no, blue? No, it was like on the second floor. Oh, on the second floor. Okay, all right. Well, they in, used to. If you ever find a Godiva store, I they used to do this. I don't know if no, they still I think do, they but still, I think they you still have a Godiva email. No, it's permanently closed. Okay, well then there's, <laughs> but they 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 reopened it. There is a there is a candy shop in there. Uh, it, it's not Godiva, but there is like a place where you can get sweets. I think in there. Yeah. Um. In in the block thirty seven. I'm not really sure what it is, but what but were you going to say? You used to be able, able to what? No? You, you sign up to an email. Uh, their email membership list or whatever the hell, and you could get a free chocolate once a month. <laughs> well, that's good. I don't know if they still do it, though. They no. probably are just like, no, we're losing yeah. money. People hey, by are the just way, coming and getting the free chocolate. <laughs> by the way, I saw my boyfriend uh, as Willy Wonka last night at a screening. Or I should oh, say right. I should say three nights ago. Sorry, three nights ago. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I got to tell you, I, I'm not allowed to, to talk about it because there's an embargo and it doesn't come out till December 15th. Mm-hmm. And review it, but I fucking loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't like review it or talk about it, but it's I really loved it. Mm-hmm. I really did. So anyway, I'll oh, give good. you more details about it, but man. Oh, and Timothy Chalamet. I can't even explain the <laughs> the the man crush I have on that guy. I just love him. So then anyway, you said chocolate, and I immediately thought of it because I just saw the goddamn movie. Um, so right. Anyway. Yeah. All right, so but yeah, so anyway, I get off th- there and walk um, from there to the screening room or to River East. You know, I just go across mm-hmm. the bridge and it's there. Uh, so I get up there all the time. So I always, when I get out, I always see you know the Marshall Field slash Macy's right across the street, and their windows were up last week. They are already oh. up. They were up like the week before Thanksgiving. So are they? Uh, is there any thought into them? Is there any what? <laughs> any thought? Because the last yeah. time I saw them, they looked yeah. real stupid. No. Yeah, no, they're not. Like, in the 70s, in when I was growing up, like, in the 60s and the 70s, you know, you'd go down there, and they were, like, they would elaborate. They were different every year. Yeah. You know, they would really put a lot of thought and creation and, and technology, well, whatever technology there was now in the 60s. It's not. Now it's just like, no. yeah, look, here's a, here's Rudolph with his ass. Christmas. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I mean, I didn't all, all I, I didn't I didn't check out the windows. It's just like I crossed the street and I was like, oh, because I saw the first window on the corner of Randolph and State. And I was like, oh, they did the windows. I didn't actually walk down the street to check them out because I was going in the opposite direction because, um, you know, I was going north, not south. And if you walk south, that's when you can see the windows. But I was going north. So I did not. I can I can I can tell you that the first window was not very impressive. The, the window yeah, on State Street near sign. near Randolph. <laughs> not at all impressive. So um, not a good sign. Not a good sign. So, all right. Well, Christmas uh, season has started. Uh, the Black Friday. Um, a lot of the stores, though, are have have were were listening to people saying, "Hey, this is ridiculous." Because it got to the point, and I talked about this before, you know, years ago on on the uh, the car wash and stuff. Because I like Thanksgiving. I think Thanksgiving is fun. I like it because it's relaxed. You just eat, and if you know, if you got a big family, you can see them and hang out with them and friends mm-hmm. and stuff like that. People have mm-hmm. friendsgiving. I like Thanksgiving. I think Thanksgiving is cool. Um, but it got to the point where Thanksgiving was just kind of like this little, little speed bump on the way to Christmas because 
it got to the point where the fucking stores were opening at like 6 p.m. on Thanksgiving night. Yeah, it was and ridiculous. It, completely yeah, no ridiculous. one would. Yeah, and people would go to dinner and like stuff their face and go, okay, we got to leave because we have to mm-hmm. sit outside the Walmart. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? You know, and, and I always thought that like Thanksgiving got the short, and I still think it, that Thanksgiving gets a short shift shrift because of uh, because of Black Friday and stuff like that. And a lot of stores, including Target, are like, we're not going to do that anymore. So, because people would wait outside at midnight, you know, and some places would even open earlier than that. Like, like I said, six. Yeah, o'clock. it was it was terrible. Yeah. I never, I I never enjoyed that side of yeah um, Thanksgiving. Well, you know what? Never went. You need to see the movie then. You you guys have to see it. I mean, I'm telling you, the first ten minutes um, completely satisfies that. <laughs> to see complete mayhem, death, and destruction on Black Friday. That's. That's it's worth seeing just for that. Um, by the way, mm-hmm. looking a little further into Kitty Kingdom, uh, there was a jingle. Uh, oh, oh yeah, was there? There was a jingle, wasn't there? Yeah, Dispenses Kitty yeah. Kingdom. Uh, uh, it's oh shit. Well, how did it go? It's a it's, castle. Yeah, it's a castle. It's a it's something. Uh, do you is it? It's is a it, toy you, store. Uh, do you have it? <laughs> Literally. Do you, do you have it on your um, phone? I just have the words. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, because I was going to say, you can play it. I don't, you know, we'll see what, what it what No, it I, like. just, I just have okay. the words here. But I do remember Dispenses uh, Kitty Kingdom. Yeah. Uh, but what were the words? What are the words? <laughs> you got it. <laughs> it's a castle. It was okay. Dispenses Castle of Toys. It's a castle. Okay, that Dispenses makes sense. Dispenses Castle of Toys. It's a toy store. <laughs> right, right. Dispenses Castle of Toys. It's Toy Mendes. It's Toy Mendes. Castle of Toys. There it is, man. Oak Brook Terrace, Illinois. That's my <laughs> that's my childhood right there in a nutshell, Esmeralda. There you go. That's it. But then wow. I guess there was a, there was another one for the Kitty Kingdom. Mm. It says kids are king. Right. That's Dispenses where that's what it was. Kingdom. Do you where remember kids that? Kids are okay. king. Yeah. Where kids are king. Dispenses Kitty Kingdom. Where kids are king. That's right. That's the one that Fun's I remember. The thing. Yeah. <laughs> so ridiculous. God. All right. I miss Dispenses Kitty Kingdom. The world would be a better place if there was Dispenses Kitty Kingdom was still around. <laughs> I think that sounds I like the idea of this place. And uh looking at what the rides they have. Yeah, they had a little one a is little, the tilt a whirl. Little amusement park. I am yep. mm-hmm. I love a tilt a whirl. Sure. Yeah. So I think you would have loved that place. I did. I remember loving it when I was a kid. I mean, it was a special, you know, like I said, it was special. It was like, let's all get in the car. We're going to Oak Brook. And it was me and my two cousins and we would go. And with my parents yeah. and my aunt and I, yeah. So. I mean, amazingly smart to put a, uh, like a little amusement park in the toy store. Yeah. Because yeah. then you stay much longer. <laughs> yeah. They're going to spend a lot more money. So there you go. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. And that's what it's all about. Christmas is all about Spending, spending money. money. That's right. All right. Well, listen, Ezra, there was it was fun uh, uh, talking to you on this day after Thanksgiving. Um, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. so stuffed. I know. I, go I am too. Some I am more uh, leftovers. You've got all food. kinds of leftovers, right? I'm going to go to the fridge uh, and get some leftovers. I'll say, hey, mm-hmm. if you would like to be a sponsor of this podcast, uh, it's easy to do. You can just reach out and say, hey, sales at radiomisfits.com. Be a sponsor. Uh, advertise with us anytime you want. Be a part of the podcast by leaving your voicemail at 773-417-6948. Email us, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks to the crazy Jason Skaggs, who also did the Azusement Park uh, commercials. He does all the music and the themes, including the Esmeralda theme that you heard. Take the time to rate and review us on every platform. And thanks to Ed and everybody at uh, Radio Misfits. The great Dan Feinberg is going to join us for his bi-weekly visit. Lots of new TV to talk about. And we'll
We'll talk all about that. My thanks to uh, Eric and Steve reviewing the holiday uh, Thanksgiving uh, weekend movies. And my thanks to you, Esmeralda. You rule. Aw, thank you. Okay, and we'll uh, see you guys next time on the Nick D Podcast. The wind is right on me.